Did you know that the police in Boston were broadcasting, this is a drill, this is a drill, on bullhorns during the marathon? That the Boston Globe was tweeting that a demonstration bomb would be set off during the marathon for the benefit of bomb squad activities? And that one would be set off in one minute in front of the library, which happened as the Globe had announced? That peering through the smoke, you could see bodies with missing arms and legs, but there was no blood. That the blood only showed up later and came out of a tube. That they used amputee actors in a studio-quality smoke machine. That the prosecution of the brothers blaming them for the crime was staged. Don't let yourself be played. Check out. And nobody died in Boston either. Hi, this is Gary King. If you'd like to find out why the Boston Marathon is one of the most embarrassing, laughable hoaxes ever perpetrated on the American people, then go to PatriotRadioBooks.com. That's PatriotRadioBooks.com. This is uh, Jim Fetzer, your host on The Real Deal. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade. It looks like one of those scenes of an old building being purposely dynamited and blown. When we are successful, I'm and just a patsy, and we will be. We're ready to make uh, to come to the microphone, so we'll listen up. A new world order. So my name's Robbie Parker. It might have appeared that way, but from my close-up inspection, uh, there's no evidence of a plane having crashed anywhere near the Pentagon. Let us never tolerate outrageous conspiracy theories concerning the attacks of September the 11th. President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Live from the Media Broadcasting Center. 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 Welcome back to the Richie Allen TV show in association with BeyondVision.tv and DavidIke.com. Thursday, May 18th, 2017. I'm Richie Allen, and it's great to have your company. A lot of tweets coming in. A couple of tweets about Facebook, which I don't know what to say about them. One or two people are not happy that we're broadcasting on Facebook. Uh, people saying, I refuse to set up a Facebook account so that I can watch this program. Um, we mentioned, we must have mentioned a hundred times during the day, uh, the show is available on LiveLeak.com as well, and I believe it's broadcasting live on YouTube. Um, but for the... I'm not going to swear. For those complaining about Facebook, they're obviously not watching it anywhere else anyway, so it doesn't matter. Andy tells me, reliably, that some of you are on um, Facebook watching the program and talking about forced adoption and asking us to cover that. Right. Presumably, you listen to the Richie Allen radio show. Um, no program in history has covered forced adoption more than the, uh, the radio show. We will continue to cover that. I'm sure we'll find room for it here on the program. For our listeners overseas, what is forced adoption? Uh, 20,000 children are taken from their parents in the UK each year. Most of them for fuck all, for doing nothing more than free crime. Then some uh, secret um, family court judge in total secrecy taking a statement from a social worker saying that there is a risk of future emotional harm. The mother was abused when she was younger. She might harm the child in the future, therefore we'll take the child away. It's not always about that, but that's one of the reasons. Forced adoption is a national scandal. And apart from Christopher Booker in The Telegraph, apart from David Icke in his books, and apart from our show, uh, the Richie Allen radio show, nobody is talking about it. Think about that. 20,000 children a year taken, the majority for nothing. 
Imagine what it would be like if it happened to you. Of course, we'll talk about that ongoing. Right, I'm going to read you from the Independent, from today's Independent. So forgive me for looking away from you there while I have a look at it here. This is Clark Mindock in the Independent. The headline is this. Seth Rich, Fox News, is promoting conspiracy theories about his death, says family of murdered aid. He was a Democratic National Committee staffer. He was shot to death last year in bizarre circumstances. Let me read you one or two paragraphs from the story before we introduce my friend and colleague Jim Fetzer. The family of the Democratic National Committee staffer who was murdered last year is fed up with Fox News and says that the conservative news outlet and others like it are using their tragedy to promote conspiracy theories. A statement from the family spokesman Brad Bowman uh, went after the Fox News network specifically. It's sad but unsurprising that a group of media outlets who have repeatedly lied to the American people would try and manipulate the legacy of a murder victim in order to forward their own political agenda, said Bowman, writing on behalf of the family. We have enormous respect for the family. The family have lost their son, their brother, their grandson. They can say whatever they want. We'll never criticise the family. The Independent goes on to say Rich's murder has been the subject of fascination for right-wing conspiracy theorists who have attempted to connect the death to either Hillary Clinton or the Democratic National Committee. Those outlets have implied that Rich was leaking documents to WikiLeaks and that his doing so put him in danger. Let's welcome our guest today. Uh, he is a, a great friend of mine. I've been speaking to him on radio and television for uh, more years than I can remember. Uh, he is a former professor emeritus at the University of Madison, Wisconsin, uh, a founder member of the Scholars for 9-11 Truth. Uh, he's written multiple books. Uh, he's an absolute doyen of critical thinking. Let's welcome live from Madison, Wisconsin, uh, the one and only Jim Fetzer. Jim, welcome to the program. How are you? Oh, Richie, I'm simply delighted to be with you again. And I'm not affiliated with Fox News. I'm an independent scholar. I've now published 35 books. And I can assure you that the report you just read was complete rubbish. He was murdered in retaliation for having leaked the DNC emails that Julian Assange, we even have brand new reports about it, where there are WikiLeaks revelation that John Podesta was declaring he wanted to set an example of a suspected leaker. They did that with Seth Rich. We also know, by the way, that the whole Russian hacking of the DNC emails was made up by John Podesta and Robbie Mook, who were the campaign managers for Hillary Clinton, within 24 hours of her concession speech. Richie, they just made it up out of whole cloth, as is reported in the new book, Shattered, Inside the Doom Campaign of Hillary Clinton by two bona fide investigative journalists. This is um, really important stuff, Jim. Let's set the scene for our viewers who might not know too much about the main players. John Podesta ran Hillary Clinton's ill-fated presidential campaign. Serious player, serious Democratic power broker. Seth Rich was a staffer, uh, of course. Um, many of our viewers, I suppose, will be familiar with the Podesta emails and Pizzagate. Tell us a little bit about Seth Rich and the circumstances that led up to his death. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, but I think it was on July 10th last year, was it, he was murdered? Yes, he was the IT guy for the DNC, Richie, and he became disillusioned from the sabotaging of Bernie Sanders' campaign. He had contact with WikiLeaks before his death. 
He also appears to have used Craig Murray, who was an intelligence analyst, UK ambassador to Uzbekistan, head of a college and friend of Julian Assange, to transmit the emails to Julian, who proceeded to publish them. Both uh, Craig Murray and Julian Assange have asserted they know the identity of the leaker. There was no hacking, the leaker, and he was not Russian. In the aftermath, although he, by policy, cannot identify any of his sources, he has offered a $20,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the parties responsible for Seth Rich's death, where he was shot multiple times in the back. The D.C. police maintained it was a robbery, Richie, but he had his wallet, his money, his credit cards, his watch. It was clearly no robbery, and the angle here appears to be that the head of the D.C. police was deeply involved in Pizzagate. He's never investigated Comet Ping Pong or Besta Pizza. He appears to be an associate of John Podesta. Now, the Hillary Clinton supporters maintain to this day, without any merit, of course, that their campaign was scuppered, it was uh, harpooned, and it was sunk by the release of those uh, emails. Um, none of this is true, of course. You and I would agree uh, on that. But just to, um, to, to, um, to put a bit of meat on the bones of this story. Um, the emails, Jim, you and I have spoken about it. Um, I've had guests on the programme, uh, George Webb and others, who are convinced that the content of those emails is absolutely explosive and that it does indeed point to a paedophile ring operating in D.C. and elsewhere with some very, 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 very powerful people involved in it. You're absolutely 100% correct, Reggie. Those I would identify include not only Bill and Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, his brother Tony, but also Chuck Shermer and Nancy Pelosi. The Pelosi thing was something I turned up when I discovered that the uh, elector from California who is leading the movement to defect from those for whom they were supposed to cast their ballots in the Electoral College was Nancy Pelosi's daughter. That led me to do research and I discovered right away that she had her own pizzeria, Goat Hill Pizza uh, in San Francisco. It features the, the uh, goat head with horns, which is a classic satanic symbol. And a fan actually went to Goat Hill Pizza and took photographs. And unlike any other pizzeria I've ever seen, its walls are covered with drawings and letters from children, Richie. There were some men there who didn't look like they were waiting for a sausage and pepperoni. Yeah, I mean, some people might argue that, you know, pizzerias are places where um, coloring books and blank sheets are handed out to children whom are eating there and they often keep those. And I'm not just playing the devil's advocate, but I'm just going to make the point that I know some of our viewers will uh, be making. Right. One other point I want to make, Jim, you and I have been talking for many years, not just to one another, but on various shows about VIP pedophilia. It's um, a massive issue. Most people don't understand it. It's endemic in political circles, not just here, but elsewhere. I'm always reluctant to throw names out there because I've looked at the... I've looked at the, the, the emails and the wording of many of those emails is bizarre. In some cases, it's disturbing. But I'm reluctant to throw names out there, you know, like various um, Democratic Party heavyweights. I'm not sure that the emails 
in any way incriminate anybody individually. That's not to say that those people may or may not be involved in the trafficking of children. But just to point out that none of these people that were mentioned have been arrested. None of them have been investigated. And the authorities don't suspect these people of committing abuses against children. That being said, Jim, you, before you come back in, you and I both know um, for a fact, uh, George H.W. Bush um, avowed um, and, um, you know, undoubted paedophile um, various high ranking mem members of the that's George H.W. Bush, by the way, in case people are uh, panicking, um, various members of uh, the Reagan administration, the Franklin Credit Union scandal. We could be here all day long. But I think we should all be careful about naming names without having, you know, absolute proof of their involvement. What do you think? Well, of course, these are my opinions based upon my research, uh, Richie, and I uh, assume responsibility for advancing them. It was the discovery of the treasure trove of 650,000 emails on Anthony Weiner's server that led to the revelations where the NYPD were leaking information about how what they had discovered went far beyond the abuse of classified email into uh, and beyond the Clinton Foundation's uh, abuse or even Hillary's pay to play with regard to the State Department and into areas of child trafficking, uh, uh, pedophilia, and even child sacrifice. Apparently, uh, there were a lot of details about Hillary's well-known predilection for young girls, and Anthony Weiner simply couldn't bear to part with those lucid details. Well, Seth Rich is not the first person to die in suspicious circumstances. We know that there were investigations about the Clintons' behavior in the Philippines, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And in fact, and, we, we, and we know that people have died. I mean, you'll know the names of these people. Yes, yes, yes. We, we had this uh, human rights attorney who represented Julian Assange by the name of John Jones, who died in April in front of a subway. One of the reports said he was committing suicide. Well, he was the leading human rights attorney in the country. He was only 48. He had a couple of kids. I can think a lot of ways of committing suicide other than getting in front of a subway. He appears to have been pushed. This appears to be a murder. The fellow by the name of uh, Sean Lucas, who served a class action lawsuit on the DNC on behalf of Bernie Sanders supporters, was found shortly thereafter lying on the bathroom floor by his girlfriend. That's right. When she right. returned home the evening of 2 August, paramedics found no signs of life. That's another. There had been an earlier involving a U.N. official named John Ash on 22 June who uh, accidentally crushed his throat when he was exercising with uh, uh, barbells a week before he was scheduled to testify against the Clintons and the Democratic Party. There's quite a history here, Richie, without going into the over 100, 150, 160 deaths that have been associated with, you know, Bill and Hillary Clinton and their illicit activities. No doubt, gun running, drug running, of course, um, the, the most nefarious crime family maybe in American history, the Clintons, there's no doubt about it. Here's one you probably won't appreciate, Jim, but you'll expect me to say it anyway. Um, those hoping that Donald Trump is going to expose this um, if they're waiting for Trump to do it, they're going to be waiting for Christmas 2095, right? Donald well, Trump has no interest in exposing this, none whatsoever. Um, in fact, some of the people we believe to have been involved in, or, or we suspect to have been involved, I mean, we know Jeffrey Epstein, for example, convicted child molester and a very close friend of Prince Andrew's. We know that Trump fraternized with him. 
We know that Trump was a very good and probably still is a very good friend of the Clintons. So his administration, full to the brim with neocons and Zionists as it is, they're never going after this, right? Well, actually, we have had reports of a number of rather large uh, pedophile busts. And uh, lately, I have a new report that over 1,500 have been arrested, including a campaign manager for Donald Trump in Kentucky, where their strategy is to work from the bottom up, get the lower fish and climb the food chain while they gather additional evidence against the the elites in the Republican and the Democratic Party and across the country, Richard. I haven't given up hope yet that this, in fact, is coming to pass. There are some signs that are positive about it. See, the problem we have, Jim, I, I interviewed Liz Crokin the other night. Liz is a very well-known journalist, and she's written for The Inquirer. She's written for the Chicago Tribune, the whole lot. And she's an establishment journalist. Um, she's an admitted establishment journalist. Liz has been fired from her job for asking questions about this. We see this in the UK as well. We've got Scotland Yard detectives on the record as um, that when they went to ask questions about various, you know, claims made by men and women who claim to be abused by Mr. X and Mrs. Y, the detectives were stonewalled. They were told not to investigate any further. The media is complicit in it because I, I suspect if you scratch the surface of media ownership, you will find many of the people who own the very news channels that we talk about day in, day out. Many of these people are involved in, either directly involved in child trafficking or they're involved in the cover-up of it. And I submit to you again, my friend, and I know you're honest, like me, you'll admit when you're wrong. Um, and and, and a, lot of people, a lot of people who supported Trump, you know, are now having to admit that since he's, you know, he's built a bigger swamp than the swamp he said he was going to drain <laughs> with neocons and with Zionists. Um, I, I'm not claiming that Donald Trump had anything to do with paedophilia at all. I'm not saying that at all. But here we have a guy who fraternized with paedophiles. And here we have a guy who said things about his daughter that I don't imagine anybody in their right mind saying about their daughter. If she wasn't my daughter, I'd be, I'd be dating her. Well, Richie. I don't like these people, Jim. <laughs> Well, Richie, I can forgive him his pride over his daughter. May I add that... Well, that's uh, right, Jim. You'd never say that about your daughter, would you? You'd never make a sexual reference to your daughter. Well, I mean, that, you wouldn't. I mean, you might say my daughter is beautiful. You wouldn't say, if she wasn't my daughter, I'd be dating her. Sure. That's, that, that's one step away from, if she wasn't my daughter, I'd be fucking her, right? Rich, Rich, Richie, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I wouldn't have made that remark. But listen, we have further evidence that the D.C. police and the FBI were told to stand down about the death of Seth Rich. And John Podesta does seem to have that kind of clout. More importantly, a new development, Judge Napolitano has explained that James Comey, whom Donald Trump has now fired as director of the FBI, actually solicited a UK intel guy to dig up Trump on dirt, uh, dirt on Trump and that he presented the so-called Russian dossier that includes the scenes of prostitutes peeing on a bed Obama had slept in, oh. which they regarded as too lurid and outrageous. They refused to pay him the $50,000. Now, this was James Comey. We have, as you're no doubt aware now, had Robert Mueller appointed as a... That's as right, a, former director, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, he has a pretty good reputation. But if you go back, you can see, you know, there are major events that were taking place that the FBI has never exposed. For example, about 9-11, that raised questions 
but on the whole, his reputation is very good. And if he looks into it, he'll find that there was no Russian hacking, that it was a leak, and the hacking story was made up by Hillary's campaign people, as shattered reports, that Seth Rich was the actual source of the leaks to WikiLeaks, and he paid for it with his life. And, and, of course, and, of course, there was no way Russia could have affected the actual vote because the machines no aren't even connected to the Internet. But where no I, chance. And, of course, Jim, of course, that's all related to the fact that the that NATO hasn't gotten its way in Syria. So the demonization we see of Russia now, which which has reached hysterical levels, you know, Emmanuel Macron's team in France uh, telling absolute barefaced lies about the Russian government trying to hack uh, the French election, providing no evidence of it whatsoever. This is because NATO's gallop in Syria and um, and elsewhere has been halted by Russia standing alongside um, Assad. Let me ask you this. I was certain Hillary Clinton would win the president would win the presidency. And I now believe that the elite, the cabal, served us up Trump and that we were fooled, that she was a stalking horse for him as evil and as mendacious and as sick as the Clintons are. What I see happening now, Jim, might be the clearing of the road for Mike Pence. It's almost like a game of chess. It's checkmate now. The neocons are all there, the Zionists. Why well, not throw Trump under the bus? And then you have Mike Pence, and then it's game, set, and match. What do you think? Well, Hillary ran a bad campaign, and she was doing so poorly, they were counting on padded polls that oversampled Democrats, women, and self-described liberals to make it look as though she was doing well. The media was supporting her massively. I interviewed Richard Chardon, who's a brilliant statistician who's published two books on the theft of elections using electronic voting machines, another about how the DNC got Bernie Sanders out of the way, whereby his report, at least 13 primaries Bernie had won were wrongly given to Hillary. But by Chardon's assessment, the election was rigged, but it was rigged for Hillary it was simply that the vote coming from rural areas, for example, overwhelmed their capacity to, to manage it. He, uh, he's a very impressive guy. I interviewed him on the 1st of December of last year on The Raw Deal, rentsradio.com, where you can check it out. But the fact is that even Michael Moore, who was one of Hillary's strongest supporters, predicted that she would lose because she had neglected the white working class families in the Rust Belt states of Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And of course, Richie, that's exactly how it played out. Jim, we've got two minutes left. I'm going to give you the final word. Don't we have to ultimately accept that we're living in an illusion? We're living in a simulation. We're living in a fantasy world. And that every four years we get caught up in the 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 hysteria of the elections and we throw our hat in the ring for a candidate we throw our weight behind a candidate it's about time that we woke up and understood that this system is rigged to the effect that it doesn't matter a damn which man or woman gets in uh, to the oval office we've got to move beyond that now and it was a tragedy to see so many independent media outlets becoming so invested in it and throwing their weight behind Trump and in the past throwing their weight behind Obama. It's about time we woke up, Jim. The system is rigged. If voting made a bloody difference, Jim, we wouldn't be allowed to do it. Final <laughs> word, Jim, go ahead. Well, Paul Craig Roberts recently published a piece, Are We Living in a False Reality Created by Orchestrated Events and Cited 
my work on Sandy Hook and the Boston bombing. As, yes. as with my work on JFK and 9-11, Richie, I bring the best experts together. So I have these uh, books of collaborative research, uh, a new book on JFK about to appear from moonrockbooks.com. I'll be participating in a 100th birthday observance of JFK's birth on the 29th, which happens to be Memorial Day. That's going to be live streamed all over the world. If you go to jfkbirthday.com, you can check it out. It may well be something you don't want to miss. We won't want to miss it. jfkbirthday.com. You can go to moonrockbooks.com. That's moonrockbooks.com for uh, more on Jim. Jim, thanks for that. Um, fascinating about Seth Rich. It's a huge story. It's only beginning to unfold. I'm sure we'll be talking about it again on the radio real soon. Cheers, Jim. Thanks, Richie. You do a brilliant job, mate. Always a pleasure, mate. Jim Fetzer on the line to us there from Madison, Wisconsin. And that's about it for uh, this edition of the Richie Allen Television Show, brought to you in association with beyondvision.tv and davidike.com. Bookmark davidike.com forward slash headlines uh, and beyondvision.tv. Uh, thank you for watching. Thanks for the tweets and for the Facebook messages. Don't go anywhere. In about 10 minutes' time, Hayden Hewitt will be with you for the Live League Show. Terrific program. Uh, Hayden's unique take on geopolitical events. Don't miss that. Live League Show is next. I've been Richie Allen. Talk to you real soon. Bye for now. Did you know that the police in Boston were broadcasting? This is a drill. This is a drill on bullhorns during the marathon. That the Boston Globe was tweeting that a demonstration bomb would be set off during the marathon for the benefit of bomb squad activities and that one would be set off in one minute in front of the library which happened as the globe had announced that peering through the smoke you could see bodies with missing arms and legs but there was no blood that the blood only showed up later and came out of a tube that they used amputee actors in a studio quality smoke machine that the prosecution of the brothers blaming them for the crime was staged don't let yourself be played check out and nobody died in Boston either. Hi, this is Gary King. If you'd like to find out why the Boston Marathon is one of the most embarrassing, laughable hoaxes ever perpetrated on the American people, then go to PatriotRadioBooks.com. That's PatriotRadioBooks.com.